Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. A <laughs> couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right ideas. Time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Put the, let me put my fucking Hey! Oh, we're starting? <laughs> yeah, guys. Okay, cool. Yeah, Taylor. It is uh, episode 82 of You Watch I Listen. 82 fucking episodes. It's been a while. And uh, for us, this is um, like a precursor to Christmas Eve, because tomorrow is the release of Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Very excited. Taylor, you're going to have to wait a little bit to see it. But Josh Not a big and deal. I, Josh right. and I, yeah, you'll be fine. You did that with the last two. Yeah. Um, Josh and I are going immediately tomorrow. Yep. Um, I'm Good. also going to get to try the Popeye's chicken sandwich yep. tomorrow. Yeah, let me which, know. Which I'm very who, excited. Who, who got it? Did you? Are you the I one did. that got, got it? it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Josh got it. I know uh, Kenyatta and Jared also tried it, and they said it, the same thing Josh did. It is worth stabbing someone over. I I, I trust their opinion yeah. more than Josh's. Well, why, why is I, that? Yeah, because well, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because uh, it's fried chicken, and um, they're not white. <laughs> uh, there we go. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's December eighteenth, um, uh, Christmas next week. Very exciting for Christmas. Is it though? Um, let's start out with Josh. Josh, how was your week? Um. You know, I'm on a uh, I'm on like an upswing of weeks. So okay, certain, the pendulum has swung back. Yes, I'm certain that uh, something terrible is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, soon. no, 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 guaranteed. Because generally, like your yours and mine lives are very similar. That when things are going well, that means that something's going to come crashing down. Oh yeah. Compared to some people that just seem to be crashing down regularly, like my co-host Taylor. Taylor, how was your week? Uh, I fell again. <laughs> Uh, but, right, but so tell this story about so, falling. So the first time I fell, that I I slammed harder the first time, and I, nothing was wrong. This time it was just, this is a legit a freak thing. Um, my boot caught an edge, and I Oof. just really couldn't remember what happened after that. I just I remember feeling my ankle like roll, and I remember feeling like the the tendons like stretch out, and and I felt, and I heard a pop. Yeah. So um, I was like the, the <laughs> ankle rolling. 
is one of the worst pains Dude, possible. It's next level. And then when you try walking on it, like you can't put your weight down, and especially if it's a lot of weight. And I'm not saying like you're a lot of weight. I'm saying like if you take a step without no, remembering. It's, it's genuinely but it also if you have a lot of weight. No, it's, it's, it's worse. It's genuinely like no matter it's, discomfort. It's it, constant discomfort. It's up there with like a bruised rib. Yeah, it's just um, con- like literally, and even uh, if like you just mo- you're laying down, you move yeah. it the wrong way. It's Dude, just it's very a, tender a, all the time. A, a jammed finger, a yeah, hang, yeah. a hang nail. But then shit, like walk that sucks. So what are you doing work wise since you can't really move fucking boilers? I'm not. I'm um, I'm I'm out of work at the moment. Oh, so you're, are you just, just staying at the shop or just staying home? No, right I'm, I'm staying home. There's there's already nothing for me to do. So yeah, I mean, you I can't just, really do anything. And to be honest, like if I do go to work, I would just get in the way. Yeah, Taylor gets in the way, and uh, so I'm like, "Yeah, I did it for you." He shows up, and they're like, "Oh, is that get the, bo- the Crisco? He can't fit through the door." Is that the boiler? Hi, I'm Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> so well, that sucks, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yo, what caution, wide load." What, what, when did uh, when did boilers learn how to talk? Yeah, when did that boiler get a beard? Yeah, <laughs> but um, other than that, it's just been crazy with work. Um, I realize it's just the most uninteresting person at this time of year. It just is what it I mean, is. It's it's uninteresting. Thing, but it's productive, which is the important thing. And you also mm. don't have a man bun. No, uh, no. it's well, not a man bun. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I say pony, pony, a, a, a ponytail. Uh, sorry, Coney 2012 tail. Yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> d- d- yeah, Josh, it'd be really cool if you just went and uh, sepakud yourself, dude. What, for... Can we cut it off? No, I think I think that if you someone ha- take a scissor right now. Wait, I got it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> no, you have the butterfly knife. Stop doing that. <laughs> you get scared every time I pull a knife on you, Taylor. <laughs> Think about what you just said for a second. What? That Think I, about you, what you said. Okay. You, you get I, scared okay. every time I pull a okay, knife on you. Okay, but have you ever gotten stabbed by me? Uh, I'm the, sure. I'm, the answer is no. So shut ac- up. Accidentally sliced? Yes. Okay, that was not my fault. <laughs> no, that you was a legit accident. Into it. I know. No, it's like when like you're like, oh, get away, and you turn. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's, like one that's of those. What it was. It's well, like when you accidentally. Well, why do you nut- have it so fucking it's sharp? Like all you crazy person. I accidentally nutshot nutshotted you. That was no accident. I've never hit you in the balls on purpose. That's such <laughs> bullshit. All you ever do is hit me or Josh or everyone else. You know, and Josh, I didn't hit you in the balls as much over the last few years, Taylor. In the last few years. Yeah, younger. Yes. Well, to be. You've known we him used a lot to have longer. games in elementary school. Like we had, to get, we got sent down to the principal's office because we were just slapping each other on the back as hard as we could. I remember, I think it was sixth grade volleyball, and I went to Matt Marcarella, Spoonie, and I just slapped him on the back, like open palm. It's and like we all, so like a five star. Yeah, we all started doing it to each other to the point where they had to bring us down to the principal's office, and then we did the things with the rubber bands and the paper, where you fold up the paper really tight. And bend it, and you take a rubber band and you launch it at someone, which is fine. But then we started putting the thumbtacks in the front oh, of them. Oh, come on! <laughs> like, st- Why? Josh, you're laughing. So we got, unnecessary. We got, yeah, well, we were unnecessary. We forced, you're unnecessarily we douche. Good, dude. We forced that principal into early <laughs> retirement. He hated us. Yeah. Our teachers liked us. Like Mrs. Spone loved us. In the span of three years, he went from a full head of brown hair to gray. Yeah, he went fucking not salt and pepper. Gray. Mr. Wilson, Mr. Yeah, Wilson, dude. yeah, he did not like us, but um, I don't like you either. Uh, since no one asked, my week was fine overall. Uh, we had a good time at Spooners on Saturday night. Cool, yep. it was a good party. Um, Taking Back Sunday was awesome on Friday night. Weirdest Taking Back Sunday Christmas show I went to because they went on so late. They didn't go on until about ten o'clock. I, I knew that but, was going to happen, but I actually picked idea. up on what was happening because the first three or four songs sounded a little rough. 
the um the backup the secondary singer and the guitarist and um the the lead guitarist their monitors weren't giving them playback so they so could they, actually, they couldn't hear they themselves. couldn't hear themselves and I was watching we were right in front of the the tech monitors and I was right. able to see what the problem was mm. and then they fixed it and then they were great we got ears to crowd surf there and make damn sure no you didn't I swear to God That's she was awesome. she was fucking loaded and I was yeah. like yo you want to crowd surf yeah so I go into the do. crowd with her and then like we're standing there and then I look and her sister's right next to us I'm like we're sending this bitch the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and we make a crowd surf, and she's like the easiest one to do it with because she's yeah. fucking teeny. Tiny. Yeah. Um, but Spooners was great. Um, the fights were fucking awesome. I fights they, were great. I was so mad because I put fucking money down, and I, I I hit. I put a parlay on the main card. <laughs> I hit on every single fight Minus. until Colby Covington. You took Colby. I took Colby. Damn. I like Colby to win, and Colby, like, say what you will about the dude. Nah, he's I a just, fucking warrior. No, he's a really good fighter. I saw honestly. some jerk off tweeting that this just proves that racists can't fight. I'm well, like, get the fuck. I'm like, here. first off, motherfucker, he fought from the second round on with a broken jaw, and if it went to decision, one of the judges had him up three rounds to one going into the fifth, which I had it 3-1 Usman, but it could have easily been 2-2, not 3-1 Colby. 2-2, I think, was the most willing I'm going, but Colby fought a great fight. I still don't understand why he didn't shoot a single takedown, considering he's a wrestler. It was one of those things where like you're watching the fight, and it's like, Usman is also pretty good on the ground as well, and taking well, he, someone I down, but I, the weird part is is that like neither one of them, like, like they did what they, it's like they, they both they, they decided they at the same time, like, we're just gonna sit, yeah, we're gonna sit and here and swing my, each other. My friend Aaron brought up a great point that maybe Covington's camp saw that Usman just manhandled Woodley, who's a very good wrestler, yeah. manhandled him in wrestling, and they're like, let's not even expand our energy, expand our energy. But, um, I was happy with my upset of um, Alexander <laughs> Volkanovsky beating Max Holloway. Kind of saw I, it. I call. I I didn't. Uh, it was a really really fun competitive fight. I thought I saw some people saying they scored it for Max. I'm like, yo, he landed like no. 89 leg kicks. He crushed him with leg kicks. It was just. It's one of those things where like, listen, it, it's a fight and Dude, it's, and it's I a love game. Max. And, like you just have to play the Ma game, and he won the game. Yeah, it is Ma what it is. Max was on Rogan uh, today. today. Yeah, yeah, and it was a great listen. He's some one of the most humble fucking people there is. Very very cool. He, he he's my favorite guy in the sport right he, now. He's cool as Spe shit. Specifically, like I said, the, his fight with Brian Ortega. Yeah, and he, he's, and he, he's a warrior, and he has my favorite one of my favorite moments in with, UFC with history. Ricardo Lamas. Ricardo Lamas Fucking favorite, dude. I love um, it. But it was a really, really good card. Um, but Colby didn't do himself any favors by favors by sprinting out of the cage after. You got to take your fucking loss like a man. It wasn't a great stoppage, but it was not a bad stoppage. It wasn't a bad stoppage I've seen at all. Way worse stoppages yeah. than that. I've I've seen so many stoppages where the same thing. Where like, the, the, he, I mean, he was covering up to be fair, yeah, but at the was, same time, like but he also had a broken jaw since the second round, right. and the ref had to know that he was taking a fucking beating, and mm. he was going to lose that fifth round anyway. He got he, dropped three times. Listen, I, I understand it's a title fight, and you want to go out on your sure. shore. You want to go out on your he shield? I understand that. Quit. No, not at but all. With all the shit you talk, you got to stay in there and shake. Ben Askren stood there and he shook Masvidal's hand after. Dude. Masvidal even tweeted like he took his loss like oh, a fucking uh, man. Uh, 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 what the fuck's the guy's name? Who's uh, He's the uh, commentator now that lost to Cody Garbrandt. Oh, um, uh, what the hell uh, Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz. Yeah. One of the best trash talkers. Didn't lose Great. for 10 years. Great. He gets his ass kicked and he stands there and yeah, he takes it like a man. At the time. press conference, with Rogan, with everything. Oh, dude, did you dude, see Uriah Faber get kicked in the face? Oh my, I Dude, oh, terrible, took, dude. I like Uriah. Brutal. I like Uriah too, but he got his ass yeah, whooped he really on. Did. Peter Yane is no joke. No. And he'll be a great fight for Volkanovski, but I think they got to run back uh, Volkanovski and uh, no, Max Holloway. They, they, right they away. definitely have to. And like they said it on the show, there's a big thing where like there's no there's no real guy in 145 that yeah. like that's pounding the table. Like, listen, I need this no, title there, shot. There you know what I mean? There isn't. That was Volkanovski. Yeah, and, he, so, and you know he's 17, or 18 to one now. I think. Dude, the fact that that guy was 240 pounds at one um, point. Uh, in is other news, ridiculous. I saw that the uh, the car. 
um, the character from uh, Remember the Titans that Denzel played. The real, the guy it's inspired by, he died. Um, so he's dead. Sick segue, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> that's like, okay, right. cool. So before we get into our reviews for this past week, uh, why don't we give a shout out to our friends over at Lobo Sound. Lobo Sound. If you're thinking about advertising, call Lobo Sound. Lobo Sound. If you need a website, call Lobo Sound. Lobo Sound. And that's because Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish have made Lobo Sound a fixture in the Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound isn't limited to just Chicago. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California. Wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's 630-244-9704. Or visit them at www.lobosound.com. That is lobosound.com. And if you mention you watch, I listen, you will get a 10% discount. So make sure you visit lobosound.com or call them at 630-244-9704. Sick. Taylor, who do you want to go first this week? Uh, you go first. Okay. I'm going so to hear what you say about you this. Taylor, you helped me revisit my, I think this was my freshman year of high school that this came out. It was 2003 it came out. Yeah. So it was freshman, sophomore year of high school I, in that I, ballpark. I was sixth grade. Um, and the album was Story of the Year, Page Avenue. Now, I definitely remember downloading this album on LimeWire mm-hmm. and yeah. burning it to a CD. <laughs> I, 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 I had How it on many ba- fucking computers did you break with LimeWire, dude? I broke at least two. I, between LimeWire, BearShare. Yeah, BearShare uh, fucked uh, it up. Kazaa. I, I had I, I downloaded a lot of porn on Kazaa. <laughs> I, I had this weird thing called Winamax that that did that shit too. I fucked that. Thing I remember. Up so I remember bad. The, my like first like decent computer we had that we got in like eighth grade. I, I was like looking up porn. I was like, what's Deep Throat? And I was like, I'm sitting there with my little fucking pud yanking it, and then the fucking next day the computer's gone and the keys are stuck together. <laughs> but um, okay, so the album was Story of the Year, Page Avenue. Now obviously um, we know the three big singles from this album. The first big hit was Until the Day I Die. Which, while I didn't love that song when it first came out, it has grown on me, and now I listen to it anytime it comes up on my playlist. Right, and it was the perfect song to push them into the spotlight. The first single, because that's when all these bands were blowing up—the emo, screamo kind of thing—and that just was like the perfect corny lyric. Until the, the day I that, die, I uh, spilled my heart for yeah, you. Like, that was the perfect cornball shit. Just <laughs> yeah. like uh, you could slit my throat. And, yeah, exactly. With my one yeah. last gasping so, breath. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the next uh, next okay. single was "Anthem of Your Our Dying Day," which was heavier. It's fucking killer um, song. Really good song. It builds up really well. He it's has, slow. He has that scream crescendo at the end where he just keeps the high yeah, note. Yeah, exactly. Is and uh, the drummer's fantastic. And then the other single was Sidewalks, which is an amazing song that slows it down so entirely. Different. It doesn't sound anything like the rest of the songs on the album. Mm. But starting out with the first song on the album, And the Hero Will Drown, a great tone setter for the album. It's heavy as fuck. It's in your face. That's a five. Yep. Until the day you die, I, I die. I'm Until gonna, the I, day Josh dies. Yeah, it's, uh, Spill <laughs> my heart for <laughs> you. Uh, I'm going to give that a three just because of um, the amount of times I've heard it. And I don't. it's yeah, still nah. not one that I love, but I love it, it at the same up, time. Oh, yeah, it's still a good song. Yeah. Anthem of Our Dying Day is a five every single time. Killer. In the Shadows is a four. Great song. That's a good one. Dive Right In is a five. That is a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. Great song. Uh, Swallow the Knife is a four. Uh, Burning Years is a four. Now, this is my favorite song on the album is Page Avenue, the title track. 
Um, musically, this is the best song on the album. Yeah. And specifically, I'm listening to the guitar. I'm like, this guitar sounds like fucking Tool. Like, it's a Tool sound. Yeah. And then at the end of the song, the bass player starts playing the same exact notes on bass that the guitarist is like, oh, that's fucking Schism. It sounded like the, the end of uh, the bass line to Schism. Yeah. Incredible fucking song. Um, Sidewalks next to the five. Divide and Conquer is a four. Razor Blades is a four. Falling Down, the end track. The perfect way to bookend the album. With and the Hero Will Drown. That's a four. Um, this was such a fun album to go back and listen to. Having not listened to the full thing in years. years Easy at years. least ten years. Yeah. At least ten years, if not more. Because I listened to this a lot when it came out, and I didn't remember all, how much I actually liked this album. Mm. So I'm going to give Story of the Years, Page Avenue, a four and a half out of five. It's a genuinely great album that it, it, it really is like a, almost a, like a looking glass into that genre of music, and when it really came on the scene. Yeah, pretty much. When it broke through from the underground to the mainstream, this shit was playing on MTV, dude. dude they, on TRL dude, remember, and on fucking... Um, dude, it what was, was on, the other one? It was on Pepsi Smash. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was on Yahoo launch. Yeah, it was. It was a, they were a really big band for a month. They, 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 <laughs> they, they have a they have a really they had like a really big concert at um the Hard Rock down in Orlando on City Walk where Disney World's at. Yeah, yeah. All the big a lot of the big like emo bands at the time played there and they always had their shows always recorded. City so, Walk is universal, dude. No, 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 no. I'm no. I'm saying like like you know how you could walk through City Walk and then you can get to. You're right, Universal. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. saying it's the same, same <laughs> fucking that, shit. He was in that. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Wait, so, dick. No, so you're one of the ones that goes down there that doesn't have kids and ruins <laughs> it for the people that That's do true. have kids. That is true. So fuck That's yourself. True. No, <laughs> he just ruins anything anywhere. Yes, I do. Both of yes, you do. I do. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? Well, whoa, actually, whoa, no, that's whoa, true. <laughs> that's pretty. I, true. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the time that we went to a game at Yankee Stadium? One time at Bank Tickets that I won. Yes. And oh. we sat in the. Uh, they, the tickets were won for donating blood, and they gave us handicap seats. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, and so we're in the handicap section. Keep in mind what kind of people are in the handicap section. So handicap Dan looks over and sees a girl. I, I'm not going to say how old this person was, but definitely not old enough. And he sees her eating a sausage sandwich, and he goes, yo, you want to see a girl deep dick a sausage? <laughs> I don't remember that, but it sounds like something I'd say. That's fucking awesome. Oh, uh, I think I made a comment about how I wouldn't move for a cripple if they showed up. You did? Like, yeah, and we got to see Ichiro hit two home runs. Yeah. That's right. All right. <laughs> Arthur's like his only two home runs uh, no, in we've, his we've career or something No, we've seen two games. Like he only has two multi-home run games. One we saw the, both of them? One against the Yankees and one for the Yankees that yeah. we were also at, which that's, is pretty cool. That's fucking stupid. Like, actually, I saw Eli Manning's last game on Sunday. I oh, went to that. I went with Spooner. Yeah. yeah, which I didn't care the Dolphins lost. It was cool being there for Eli's last see, game. See, he said the same thing. It was a couple years Scherzer's ago. Scherzer's no hitter. Scherzer's no hitter. And I was at I was living at Greg's house, and I think, I forget who it was. It's like, yo, Bruce, so well, we came back. We came back the night there was a paper, a UFC paper. Yes, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, watch, watch. He's gonna come back. He's not that pissed. He watched it one. No, we had already clinched the division at that point. There was nothing to play for. I was mad for about two seconds. I'm like, I got to see a fucking no hitter. Right. Like, exactly. You get maybe three no hitters a year, and there's years where you don't get any. So I'm like, this is pretty cool. So I was pissed for a minute. Then I'm like, ah, whatever. Cool. I got to go to a four home run game once. I thought that was cool. Like that's cool. Like being at those kind of things is really cool. Walk off is cool. I'm not gonna lie. Like when Vince Carter was playing for the Nets and he hit a game winning against the Atlanta Hawks. That was fucking sick, man. That was so cool. All right. So, Taylor, um, why don't you get into your movie I gave you last week? It's going to be the only holiday film of this show. Okay. 
So you gave me the night before. Yeah, starring Anthony Mackie, Gordon, Joseph Gordon, Levitt Gordon, Joseph, and uh, Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan. Rogan. Uh, this movie's fun. Um, Dude, it's, it's a fun it's, holiday flick. It's one of those movies where you could just put like I could easily put that on in the background and Dude, be and, like, and then you catch a scene and you laugh your ass off. Yeah. So there were a couple points where I was like, eh, but then there were a couple points I fucking died Dude, laughing. The part um, with the dick pics, the <laughs> James Franco, the cameo I told you about. Yeah. I lost the landlord. I've never seen her laugh harder in a movie. Oh my god, it's so stupid. Uh, now that wasn't the part I was thinking of. Is when Anthony Mackie is hooking up with the chick in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. And he's like sitting on the toilet, and she's like riding him reverse cowgirl, and he's like, "Yeah, now take a dump." And the look <laughs> on his face. Take what? A dump. Dude, <laughs> it's one of the funniest parts in a movie I've Michael ever seen. Michael Shannon as their drug dealer since uh, high school. Dude, I love. It. And then he's like, "Well, I guess I earned these now." And his wings pop out. and yeah. he goes to heaven. It was a Christmas uh, Carol, more or less. That's it, pretty much what it was. It's a really funny movie. There's a lot of really really funny parts it had, um, it's sentimental at times yes when he's tripping balls in church and he's running out we didn't kill jesus we didn't kill jesus Dude, the part when he like when he gets back he's at the hospital because his wife goes into labor yeah. and it's like oh you look like a dragon right now it's like i'm yeah. so sorry I'm, I'm still tripping the fuck it's out you, you're, ah, ah. Yeah. it's like it's like what was it he scary ble- it's he, intense it's he, very intense he bleeds in mindy's drink when he gives it to her <laughs> dude it was such a, i wasn't expecting to laugh as much as i did uh, but it was just an enjoyable Easy watch. So my, my favorite part of the entire movie was when I thought they were going to do uh, the big piano scene. Yeah, yeah. Which is like what, big Tom yeah. Hanks and that fucking whatever. Chopping. And it, and and he hits the key and you hear, and I'm like, yeah, dude. they're about to do Kanye West right now. <laughs> it's killer. Like, it's one of those where it's like, it, like like you off the first note, you know exactly what yeah, song dude. it is. Yeah, Run exactly. And, and, I was, and, and I wanted Miley to say. Miley Cyrus is in it. By, by the way, Wrecking Ball, killer Wrecking song. Wrecking Ball's don't a great song. Anybody says. I don't care. It's so catchy. Dude. Uh, but I want to say. So when they did uh, Runaway, yeah. if um, uh, what, what's what's uh, what's Ralph's? Is it, Ralph is just the wife, like his yeah, wife. Yeah, she's she's the original wife. She's the original wife. Yeah. Okay. So when I heard that, every time I hear that song, I, I think back to their wedding when she yeah. danced with her sister, yeah. and, and they did just the piano version, and all of us started yeah, yeah. singing. You know, it's uh, seven toes I was for the douchebag. I don't remember that. So, but everyone, like yeah, the yeah. whole family's there, and seven toes for the assholes. All of us screaming, dude, yeah. and like like that's just a really great moment, and it reminded yeah, me sure. of that. For so sure. that was really cool. Um, but to give this movie an honest grading for what it is and it doesn't try to be more than no, what it is it, it, it gets an, it gets an 8 absolutely um, there is like a little there is some redeeming qualities at the end with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his well, character yeah, and he very, plays it's the, very sentimental and, and then he, plays he, that character he proposes great. to her yeah, he's like, she's like, she says, yeah, she says Janice Ian from Mean Girls I, I, I love and how Annie she, Wilkes in season 2 I love how she Rock. says yes and then after the fact she's like you put me on the fucking spot dude because it's so funny because that's such an Apatow-Rogan thing where it's like we're like the dramatic will say no and then it looks like this big scene but then like he says it and then like it's it's so laid in realism yeah for sure like and someone would do that because you're put on the spot it was so that's a, why i love fun, it so much movie yeah um but it, it, i again as far as christmas movies that come out recently one of my favorites for sure that's one like i watch every holiday year because yeah. i don't watch a ton of christmas movies mm. i watch die hard and batman returns and home alone dude wait hold on so when the jingle mo- all the way i always watch too. so yeah. there, there's a handful of people in this world that make me laugh my ass off no matter what you could call me an idiot for whatever you're saying one is david spade and two is tracy morgan oh tracy, tracy morgan, morgan. Morgan, kills me. Tracy Morgan, when he starts narrating this fucking movie yeah, at the end, and it, no, no, in, oh, the, in the beginning, beginning and, then and when he's yeah, like, he's it's like, and he rhymes like orphan with yeah. like something that doesn't Dude, rhyme, like orphan. His delivery is what makes him so funny because it makes no sense at all. It's, it's, but uh, I'm glad you like the, that. the swan song. So they took him to a bar, yeah. got his ass drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's... Tracy Morgan is so funny, dude. All right, so I'm glad you like that. Gets an um, eight. 
Okay, so why don't you do our shout-out to the drunk slobs? Do I have to? Yeah, you have to. Ugh, all right. Uh, okay, so guess what, bros and broads? What's that? Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Likes podcast is bringing video into the mix. Uh, not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to uh, stream them, stream their episodes every Saturday night after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I fucked up. You sure Your did. favorite boost-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories. Streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Go to the links that I will read aloud to you and enjoy the assholery. Twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes Podcast. Mixer.com slash Shots for Likes. Or visit ShotsForLikesPodcast.com and click on the YouTube icon up top to watch on YouTube. Drink with us. And as always, don't, don't be cunts. Oh. I fixed it. All right. So do you want me to give you um, your movie pick first? Yes. All right. I'm going to give you two options here. Ugh. Um, I'm going to give you um, the option of a movie that came out recently. Okay. And I'm going to give you an option of a movie that I I know you saw, but I you also talked about revisiting recently. Um, and I want you to revisit with an open mind if you pick that one. So I'm going to okay. pick the more recent one. No matter <clears throat> no matter what, you're going to get one of them next week, whichever one you don't take. Okay, then give me the revisit then. Okay, Rogue One. Um, <sighs> I think it's time to revisit Rogue One. Because right. I think that you um, you went into it with expecting something different. Because the more I've seen Rogue One, the more it has shot up my rankings on Star Wars. Because as far as pure action with just being a heist film. It's an entire heist film. The way a heist, like the Italian job. It's a fucking... Not the one with Mark Wahlberg? Not the one with Mark Wahlberg, which is not a bad remake. It is just not the original. I like that uh, movie. It's, it's actually a decent remake, but right. the original is so good. No. Um, so I want you to revisit Rogue One about the heist of how they got the Death Star plans. Um, there is so much lore here for Star <laughs> Wars fans, and it also features the single greatest Darth Vader scene that has ever been done. You actually get to see him in his chamber, in on Mustafar, in his planet, sides of Darth Vader that you never really got to see, which is why I like these spinoffs, because you're getting to see things that you've only seen in comics or read in novels. I like it. So, I want you to revisit Rogue One. It's on Disney+, Plus, so you don't gotta pay for shit. I like um, it. And I you're like set. It. All right. I like it a lot. Thank you, Verizon, for one year free. Appreciate you. Yes, thank you, Verizon. They are not sponsors of the show. <laughs> just, just, just... <laughs> I'm a very loyal customer. Yeah. Um, okay, so for my album pick this week, I want to go back to, I want to stick in more pop punk. So, sure. Uh, and I want to give you a newer band that just cool, came out, cool. released their debut album last year. I've been digging almost all the pop punk. I don't think I've disliked a pop punk album you've given me so far. Which, by the way, I think the first episode I wasn't on the show when you did Neck Deep's Life's Not Out to yeah. Get You. Like, I I really appreciate the shout out because uh, a lot of people always say, pop punk, what are you no, fucking 30, no, dude? No. Grow up. No, like, pop uh, punk is fucking great. <laughs> I'll be a it's, pop punk kid fun. for the rest of my it's life. It's fun. All right. Um, so I'm going to give you Stan. Atlantic's their album Skinny Dipping. Is it Stand Atlantic or Stan? Stand, stand, like standing. Okay, it's like I currently like can't, can't do. Oh. Yeah, oh. thanks. <laughs> Stand Atlantic, uh, Skinny Dipping. Skinny Dipping. Okay, um, when did yeah. this album come out? So this came out 2008. It's a uh, they're a relatively new band. Um, That's 11 this, years. This is their um what. That's eleven years. It, well, came you said out it just came out. Oh no, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. 2018. Okay, I, I was like, I was like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. 2018. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. Um, but it just came out last year. It's a cool. really, really fun record. Um, again, this is another band that's fronted by a female lead singer. Her name is Bobby. Uh, I think Bonnie McFarlane. She's Bonnie McFarlane. No yes, shit. Yes, but no, it's not. It's not the chick. No, from no, I know Red it's Dead not. Redemption. I know. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> and there's also um, the comedian that's on Bonnie McFarlane. Is on Opie and Anthony. Rich Voss. His wife is Bonnie McFarlane. Yeah. So she's really, really great. And the whole band. They're from Australia, and I just, I, I was just like skimming through one day, and I found Stand Atlantic. What the fuck is this? And I just played this, uh, their title track. Well, um, their first track, which is called Lavender Bones, which is the one I want to highlight. Yeah. Um, Lavender Bones. And okay. it really, really just blew me away with how good it was. So, okay. Um, yeah, that's another one I just hope you like. Stand yeah, Atlantic. Yeah, well, I think that the genre of music you and I line up with the most is definitely pop punk. 
Um, I don't know a ton. I know a decent amount, but not like you. Like, that's your fucking shit. So I trust your judgment on this, and I'm sure I'm going to like this because the pop punk albums to me are the easiest to listen to. They're the most fun. They're the ones that are, like, the most carefree, which is what yeah. I like with that genre. They're yeah. not trying to make me think too much. There's certain bands I want to think a little bit. Like, with Tool, I do that for that reason. Right. When I'm fucking heavy into shit and I just want to fucking, like, think about something deep, yeah. I put on fucking Tool. When I just want to jam out, I'm putting on The Wonder Years. Yeah. So that's what pop punk yeah. is fucking it's great. It, especially like, when I'm angry, I listen to really angry yeah. music like Thy Art is Murder and shit yeah exactly oh. um, okay cool so we got our movie and album picks for the week um, we got so, so we decided this week because next week is Christmas we ne- generally record on Wednesdays um, we're not going to do an episode recording next week we're going to do something after this to post next week so we want to keep this episode it's really the last live or last uh, weekly episode before the new year mm. to our top 10 movies um, of the year uh, albums of the year. Um, now, obviously, I've sa- I said last week I've only really listened to two albums this year that came yeah, out: right. uh, Tool and Slipknot. So what I did, if you, I'll, I just want to do this quick because this yeah, is uh, for you more so. Um, I went through uh, when you came onto the show a little less than a year ago. I went through all the albums that you'd given me, and I decided to pick my ones that stu- stood out the most and rank them ten through uh, one through ten. I'm I'm very curious to okay. see what he liked the so, most. Uh, oh, I num- have an idea. Number ten was Angels and Airwaves, I Empire, and it's no. not a sli- it's not a shit. It's not a slight on the album uh, being at number 10 because I mean we've done a shit ton of episodes no, no I'm saying like if, yeah. if like in grand scheme of things 10 yeah. is not where I thought that would um, rank number 9 is The Ghost Inside Dear Youth uh, great album really like that one okie dokie uh, number 8 is Bayside's Killing Time okay number 7 is Alkaline Trios Is This is this Thing Cursed love it uh, number six is Dayseeker Sleep Talk. Fuck yeah. Uh, number five is Neck Deep. Life's not out to get you. Fuck yeah. Number four is Coheed and Cambria's and Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth. So that's actually Josh. Yep, Josh, but still. Number three, Raekwon, only built for Cuban links. Forgot I even gave you that. I know. Number two, Frank Turner, England Keep My Bones. The very first album that's he first gave album me on the I show. Gave you, yeah. And number one goes without saying. I've said it a thousand times. The Wonder Year, the Wonder Year's the greatest generation. Mm. Nothing comes. Close, dude. It's the best. You've given me some. I love all these albums, but that is legitimately one of the best albums I've heard in the last decade. I love that you love it. I I, I love every second of it. On our way back from Taking Back Sunday, when I'm yeah. driving these drunken fools back, yeah, of course. And one of the songs came on, and I'm just fucking screaming it by myself while they're, oh, dude. I, I I did that when I drove all you drunken fools the first time we all went to Taking Back Sunday. I don't know what you're talking about. You all did that shit too. <laughs> no, the first no, time we went to see Taking Back Sunday, Manfro drove. No, 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 Best no. By I, I, I'm, I'm talking about the first Christmas show, like we all went to okay, as a group. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I'm the one that I think I, gotcha. I, I remember. But anyway, Josh, didn't you just start getting into no, that the was Wonder thrice. Years too? That was thrice. That was thrice. thrice. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. I, I started listening to um, the Greatest Generation a couple of uh, weeks ago. Yeah, well, I think they're playing Starland in April. Yes, uh, so I would love to go to that. I, I'm kind of go. Okay, yeah. well, when you get tickets, let me know because I want to go to Sick, that. We'll do 100. Okay, um, so how do we want to do this now, um, Taylor? Why don't you start with your top ten albums of the year? Top 10 albums of the year. Okay. Yeah, because on, you're the music guy. And Josh, you did top movies as well of the year. Yeah. Okay, so. And you did top of the decade since you couldn't general. You didn't see as many of the ones that came oh, out. Oh, I this didn't. Year. No, I, I was working on that. I thought we were going to do that for the. What? Decade? I thought we were going to. Tomato, do- tomato. We'll just everyone do something a little different. That's okay. fine with me. Um, I, I think I was going to post something for the decade because that to me is more like an introspective. All right, then I'll do of, of the yeah. year because like I'm yeah. still not done because that's okay. a lot of fucking years. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, I guess then I'll just I'll just start out again. I'm just going to go down from ten to one. Okay. Um, so for number ten, 
Um, I'm just going to keep it simple. It's going to be being as an ocean proxy in the NMO story. Okay. This is now, I've, I've wanted to give you for a while, but this is something, being as an ocean became um, now a new, I guess you want to say, uh, an independent band. Okay. They're not, they're so not they, on a they label do anymore. everything independently now. Yes, which gotcha. is which is good. Um, now, number nine, Knocked Loose is a different shade of blue. Okay. Um, it was more that so. That was a great album. That just missed my cut. Yeah, it was more so at the top of my list for the longest time. But then but new it just, shit came out. Then everything else came out. Yeah, so, sure. Um, on top of that, at number eight, I'm going to go with Whitechapel's The Valley. Okay. Um, Whitechapel was one of my f surprises of the year. I was really wasn't expecting this, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, so that was really cool. At number seven, I got uh, Spite, the, the Root of All Evil. Okay. This fucking shit is so heavy. Okay. And so I it's one of those in-your-face kind of albums. It's you're, like you're driving you're and you're pissed angry. off. You're That's fucking a, angry. Got you. It's like when you listen to Rage Against the Machine and you get pulled over doing 90. Yeah, you you're like, realize it. And you're like, sorry, sir, I got I was you're, listening to three pedestrians. Back there, I'm sir. sorry, I was listening to Gorilla Radio and, and I really like cops like, oh go ahead. Go I ahead. really got caught up oh, in it. Rage, get out of here. That's not a hit and run. <laughs> okay, it's so justified. At, at number six is gonna be Issues Beautiful Oblivion. Okay. Um this album came out. This is the first album that came out after they uh, let go the screamer Michael Bond. So this is their first album as a four-piece Tyler Carter, pr uh, primarily taking the vocals. Is it just singing now or is no, it so, mix more of a mix of scream sing? It's still a mix of scream sing. Um the the bass player whose name uh, escapes me at the moment and AJ Rebel have taken over switching back and forth for certain songs okay. because the majority of the early discography is a lot of that screaming gotcha, as opposed gotcha. to that okay so at number five is going to be Kubla Khan's Absolute Kubla Khan again just another fucking in your face fuck you so, so it's like, just one of those ones that if you're if you're at a show you go into a pit and you, you're going to crack someone and they're going to crack you oh that's thousand yeah, percent for sure, for sure okay so at number four I have Kill Switch Engage Atonement okay um, Atonement I just did not really come into loving this album until about a month ago so it's one that it was like a, a pair of shoes that you have to break in pretty much. Yes. Okay. Dude. It happens with albums sometimes where you're like, I don't know now, if I like this. And then each time you listen to it, you pick up on something a little bit more that well, fits you. Well, I, I'll, I'll say this because Josh is probably the biggest Killswitch fan next that I know. Um, when I heard the the first single, A Signal Fire, where they brought Howard Jones with Jesse Leach back. Yeah. I, when I listened to the rest of the album at the time, nothing compared to that. Okay. That was such a monumental uh, moment for I got me. You. It's like, you know what it's I mean? like those rare albums where the single's your favorite song. Song, and yeah, then you're like, I like, like single. Blows. Nothing else really yeah, even yeah, comes yeah. close. Okay, so at that, what was that? Number four. Yeah. Okay, so at number three, this is going to be as a really, really interesting one, and uh, some we talked about on the now defunct in the pit. Okay. Um, as LA dying, shaped by fire. Holy shit! What a triumphant return for these guys. Hmm. Um, Tim Lim. Oh, so you disagree? No, I, I haven't even listened to it. Oh. No, listen, I, I understand why, and I did the same uh, thing. I, I don't. Can you explain why your uh, reaction is no, no, so, so so go so go over why? Okay. Go over why? So, uh, as I lay dying is actually one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, bands like Dude, Shadows are Security. Yo, Shadows yeah. of Security um, is Security one of the best albums and ever. Then back albums in ever. what was it, 2011, 2012, yes. something like that? Yeah. Uh, the lead singer, Tim, how do you pronounce his last name? Lambsis? Tim Lambesis. Tim Lambesis. Hired Yeah, a Hitman. Hitman. I know the whole Hitman story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, that's just, that's just like a really shitty oh, thing. Oh, you feel to weird do. about listening to it because yeah. of that? Okay. Like, yeah, like, okay. Dude, like, I, 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 I can't blame you for that 
at all. Yeah. Because it's not like you're shitting on the stuff that had previously come out from mm-hmm. before you, this all stuff happened. This is something new. Yeah. But I also don't fault Taylor for enjoying the music. Oh, because, neither do yeah. I. Neither do I. No, just, it's so, just your own personal preference. Yeah. So at the same time, I'm still very conflicted. I mm-hmm. was because when I listened to My Own Grave, the first single that was released, I was like, this w- there wouldn't be a discussion if the song was shit. The song was excellent. Yeah. The album is excellent. And I hate to say that because yeah. the, the, the moral side of me is like, fuck that guy who tried to kill his wife or yeah. have his wife murdered. The other side of me that's been... He's been a, Ray Caruth. The other side of me that saw them in 2007 as a fucking long idiot like going fucking nuts to the darkest nights hey, it's like yo they're fucking back idiot. what no 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 I, I had long I've, I've had longer hair than you shut up <laughs> but what I'm saying like, you look like Serpico in that one picture <laughs> I do yeah and that wasn't even a long you never you haven't seen my hair <laughs> Charlie Day is Serpico <laughs> that's that's even a bigger compliment yeah. I love Charlie Day but uh, but continue with what you were gonna say um, you know the way I, I just I feel like I can't support it because okay, I mean and that's know, understandable he, he tried to have his wife killed he tried to have his wife killed but like you know he tried to hire a hitman that shit is not fucking I think the bigger problem that I would have is that the uh, the band members were like yeah cool more than anything else like if he well, went and did his own thing so so here's 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 where here's where I kind of I'm kind of okay with it because like if my like something like people getting pissed at Michael Vick right it's the same sure. fucking thing sure Co- to he an extent he, I, I agree he actually, listen, he committed the crime to be fair, we are very, very lucky that it was an undercover cop and not an actual hitman. Well, he did that, commit the crime of trying to have someone well, hired. Trying, but, 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 lu- but luckily, luckily, he did yeah, not of course, succeed. Of course. Now, same thing. Tim went to jail. He did his time. He did I what don't he had to do. And he, he seems like he's real abil- uh, rehabilitated. Well, he was all juiced up and shit. He was a fucking idiot. He was just abusing he was his fu- body. He was fucking huge. He was doing some huge, Benoit bro. shit. He was really, really so, big. I, really I, unhealthy. I don't see any fault in either argument. I think that's the the right thing. Well, like I'll, I said, let, if, let's get to two. Like We're, I said, so if, if the album was bad, there would be nothing to talk okay. about. Yeah, agreed. Um, and number two is going to be a little bit of a, you know, a curveball here. And I know you might feel some type of way about it, but number two is going to be the Menzinger's Hello Exile. Um, I wasn't expecting how good this Why album was going to be. Why would I feel a certain way about it? No, wait, what's, what's, you don't like the Lumineers. No, that's the one you don't gay. like. Okay. Lumineers <laughs> are good, dude. No, I, I let, no Josh, I, I like the Lumineers. Okay. So is Arcade Fire. No, they're not. Yes, they are. That's the only one I disagree with you. Yeah, I don't think they're not good. That's just me. That's just me. That's just me. Um, (laughs) I mean, oh my god, I'd rather have cancer. I mean, I I would rather listen to the entire debut album of Dexy's Midnight Runners. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? I would listen to Come on Eileen on repeat for two days, and then I would come on Eileen, and I'd let Eileen come on me before I listen to one Lumineers album. Like, like, I actually have heard a Lumineers song I didn't hate, but that's not bad. No, I don't remember which song it was. Um, uh, it was a recent single. It wasn't bad. I didn't love it, but they're, they're, I like them musically. Yeah. But gay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So coming in at number one, the best album of the year. I've, Is, I've, uh, can I guess? Yes. Uh, Day Secret Sleep Talk? Yes. Um, it really just wasn't really up for debate. It wasn't. There wasn't any real competition when it came sure. to this. There was a lot of great music that came out this year, including last year, including the year before that and the year before that. You could honestly argue. Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been an album that has reached me like this since, honestly, The Ghost Inside's Dear Youth, and then going further back from that. Um, would be the Wonder Years of the Greatest Generation, yep. which everyone here is sure. pretty much, you know, fallen in love with. Um, this album hit so hard, so quickly, and it came so, so out of left field. They're so accessible on Twitter. 
Um, which is really cool for and, a band that's trying to make their way. I think it's really smart and they're, they're, to do that. They're just getting put on these bigger support tours. They're going on the Week Came as Roman's cool. 10th anniversary a, of the Plant the Seed tour. It's a great, great album. They're, they're getting in front of people. They're fi- they're going to blow up in the next year. This album is fucking incredible. It's and I cool when you could see bands, when you could see anything, bands, uh, TV shows that start building like a word of mouth kind of thing. Like Watchmen was like that where early on it was the ratings were low and then every episode did more and more. I think the, the season finale did like 12 million, yeah. which so, is crazy. So th- there was there was I think it was two nights ago. Rory, the lead singer of Dayseeker, did a um, they did like a hot ones type of thing on an yeah. Instagram live stream, and they were answering questions about the record. And here's the thing: like, there's only 75 people watching, and I like let me ask a question. I ask a That's question. A and, 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 I do that shit all the time, dude, man. And, and he, he answered Twitter on Boomer and Geo the other day. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> but like I said, it was just one of those things where like the fact that he read that and then he and, and he answered. It sounds like it sounds like I'm fangirling a little bit because no, I am. No, you But are. at the same That's time, fine, it's like dude. like That's really cool for a band to do. When no. Bands don't do that shit. Absolutely, you know what I mean. I totally agree. So your number one album of the year is Dayseeker Sleep Talk. Dayseeker Sleep Talk. All right, you want my top ten movies of the year? See. All right, so let's start out. Um, So I actually just posted this to youwatchilisten.com. It's also in in written form. There's a couple movies that missed the cut for me. Okay, that's fair. Um, I loved all these movies, but they just yeah. Honorable mentions: Us. Okay. It, chapter two. I didn't see that yet. John Wick three. Okay. Ready or not, which I had a blast watching. That was a really fun movie. Little Monsters. Doctor Sleep was really hard to leave off because I really like Doctor Sleep. The more I've slept on it, everyone's told me it's pretty yeah. good. Um, Long Shot, a really surprising one with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. That was really good. Um, High it, Life, The Peanut Butter Falcon, Avengers Endgame, and Toy Story Four. They missed out in my top ten. You would even, I mean, you would even consider High. I'm, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, the more I've seen High Life, the more yeah. I've enjoyed it. Now I had to adjust my top ten because a movie came in and uh, knocked one down from ten to, to right out of it, and that was Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Is, is that Netflix. is that that GIF where I'm seeing her yeah, with dancing him dancing everywhere? With him dancing. It's no, him. her. It's, it's uh, ScarJo it's dancing. Her too. There's two different dancing scenes with both of them. Yeah, the one. Yeah. But um, I really, really like. Marriage Story. It was a really. It should be called Divorce Story, frankly, because about the two of them getting divorced. But if you don't think Adam Driver can act, I highly suggest watching this movie because he is incredibly good in this. Uh, he's going to get nominated for an Oscar, and he has a very legitimate shot in an Oscar as well. Um, but now, starting with my number ten movie of the year is Midsummer. Um, okay. We've talked about Midsummer a ton, and this is not a knock on Midsummer being ten again because in my top ten, this is one of my favorite years in movies in a long time. I love all these movies on here, and I could adjust them any which way. Despite being number ten, it might be the one that has the most replay value for me because every time I watch it, I pick up on something different. I've watched it five times, including the theater watch, yeah. and I pick up on something different every time. So my number ten is Ari Aster's Midsummer. Um, it's crazy to follow up a movie like Hereditary. It is. A- with the film like Midsummer and do even more with it. It is a very, very, very good movie. My number nine is Dolomite Is My Name. It's good, um, number nine. Absolutely love Dolomite Is My Name. Um, Eddie Murphy was great. Wesley Snipes was great. Mike Epps was great. The whole movie was just good. A very easy, fun watch. Um, <laughs> Wesley just, Snipes, brown and, sugar, I'm a melt. Yeah. <laughs> and just to give a shout out, uh, Eddie Murphy is hosting SNL this Saturday. No, he's not. He is hosting SNL this oh, Saturday. Oh, I, I might actually have to watch. Yeah. Um, which would be pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, do you uh, think they do in Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood? They have to. I hope they so. have have to, dude. Like, you I gotta, hope they let him go in white face again and walk around. <laughs> Yo, you, you have you have to do uh, what's what the James Brown too hot in the hot tub. Yeah. Uh, my uh, black Gumby, they have to do. I want black Gumby bad B- buckwheat. Yeah, joke. <laughs> All right, my number eight is El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. 
Um, that's a little bit of a surprise for me. No, I, I, no, I, I'm not saying it's not a bad thing. I'm saying like I didn't, I didn't feel like that was gonna be. No, I, you know I, I really, really loved the movie. Uh, I thought it was especially. I think it's one of those things that, being such a Breaking Bad fan, it had so much not over the top fan service, but just uh, tying in loose, tying up loose ends, and giving a character like Jesse Pinkman the proper ending. Yeah, I liked everything about this movie. I loved the way it was filmed. I loved the way it was driven like an old western. The best part about that movie is that they didn't. Have have to do it and then like something and like that it, it could feel forced it could have crashed and burned but exactly it, it actually enhances the series absolutely <laughs> it, well, it, I, the way i describe it is um it's an epilogue yes facts. It, i don't know if you beat red dead redemption 2 yet but there's an epilogue in that yeah. and josh knows the epilogue in this in red dead 2 is fantastic it, it, it plays perfectly and it tie, leads right up to the first red dead redemption yeah, yeah, yeah. um number seven and this is crazy because it's another follow-up to a classic series is deadwood the movie um, as oh, right, a yeah. massive, massive Deadwood fan, this was everything I wanted, even more than El Camino, because it was it was tying up storylines that they didn't get to close off properly at the end of season three when it was un- unfairly canceled. Unceremoniously. Um, the, the, the cast was amazing in it, returning to their roles. Um, I You have to be a Deadwood. You have to watch Deadwood to get the movie, otherwise you're going to be so lost. You can tell that the actors legitimately love their characters yeah, because it felt like they didn't lose a step, but it, they got older. Exactly. You know That's I mean? exactly what it was. Yeah. So Deadwood, the movie, is number seven. My number six is The Lighthouse. I uh, fucking love this movie. Josh, uh, have you seen it yet? No, no I, God damn it's it. not available it's, yet. It's not available yet. It, I think it comes oh, out right, yeah. next week. Actually, Friday, I think it's available. Yeah. I think Friday. It, yeah. Yes. Um, so The Lighthouse, Robert Eggers' follow-up to the, the Witch, which is another huge, huge favorite of mine. Um, really, absolutely love this movie. Robert Pattinson, fantastic. Willem Dafoe, fantastic. The concept of the movie is so simplistic, but so well done, and it has so many layers for being such a simple storyline. The, uh, the choice to film it in black and white in a simple aspect ratio enhances <laughs> what the story they're trying to drive home, unless you're Bob. Unless you're Bob. Um, but everything, there, I, there isn't a movie I can compare it to. As far as story goes and what they're trying to drive home, the closest thing is The Shining, it's and that's very, not even fair. It's very unique. It, it's one of the most unique films you'll ever see. It'll complete, As I wrote in here, it'll completely change the way you think of seagulls, mermaids, beans, steak, and so much more. I'll, I'll tell you, you, you what. You spilled your beans. <laughs> it's my, that's my favorite movie I saw this year. Um, number five, uh, this is what bumped Lighthouse out of the top five, and that is Uncut Gems starring Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah, you just watched that um, the other day. I, yeah. I fucking love this movie. I haven't seen it yet. Adam Sandler to. is so good in it. Um, Kevin Garnett is so good in it. The Weeknd is really good in it. The singer. Yeah, the singer oh. is in it. I was like, was Saturday and Sunday? Dude, Mike Francesa is only in the first 20 minutes, and there's a scene where he's in the kitchen uh, yelling at one of the cooks, and it sounds like he's yelling at a caller, caller about who the top quarterbacks of all time are. He was literally, one of my friends just watching, he goes, for a guy that's never acted before, Francesa was perfect. Like, he was playing himself. Yeah. He said, pretend that the, uh, the chef is uh, fucked up your salad, and it's about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Like, But the whole movie, it was really fucking dark yeah. it was really dark it was a great look into the the perils of gambling addiction it was apparently very accurate to what people are actually like in the diamond district in new york city sandler hit the nail on the head i don't know if any originally jonah hill was supposed to play this role and because i've seen him play donnie and wolf of wall street he probably could have pulled it off yeah but sandler was perfect for this and he was incredible but it is fucking dark okay my number four movie of the year is once upon a time in hollywood um i liked it I liked my it. 
Th- my third favorite Tarantino film, right below Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Um, I loved it when I saw it. I loved it even more upon a second viewing a couple weeks ago. You really feel that higher than Inglourious Bastards? 1,000% really? because it showed Tarantino in storytelling without over the top being the central well, focus. Yeah, right. It, it was such a, a, a basic tale. And it didn't have to be anything other than that. It didn't need to go over the top until the very end. You needed the Tarantino well, violence there because yeah. it was perfect. <laughs> but it, I think Tarantino is at his best when it comes to basic storytelling. It doesn't need all these things. And this one played like a fairy tale. It was the story of what should have happened with Sharon Tate. Yeah, what her facts. life should have been. It's the way it should. It, it was perfect in every way. Leo, sensational. Brad Pitt, sensational. Margot Robbie, sensational. The little cameo, sensational. The scene on Man. Manson's Ranch was basically like watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was weird. That bordered on horror so closely. <laughs> it was one of the creepiest movie scenes I had seen all year. Yep. Um, and then the little cast members in there, too. Pacino's small part in it. It was just... Um, uh, the Bruce Lee guy was great. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell's small part was great. I laughed my ass off at this movie. This movie, as someone that is a huge fan of the, the golden age of Hollywood, and this movie represents the end of the golden age of Hollywood, it was everything I wanted it to be. And to me, it was Tarantino when it comes to storytelling and his absolute best. I love Inglorious Bastards. I love Kill Bill. This ranks above it for me because I think as far as storytelling, this was his uh, his yeah. magnum opus. Okay. okay. My number three is The Irishman. Uh, we've talked a ton about The Irishman on here. Not a thing I would do differently in that movie. Um, Scorsese, when he can make this kind of movie, he's the only one that can make this kind of movie, I yeah, should facts. say. Um, incredible performances from De Niro, but especially from Pesci and Pacino. Uh, an all-star cast. We talked about it at the time when we covered it. Irishman is my number three. My number two film of the year is Joker. Um, I, I can't say enough about how much I love this movie, and I've loved it more since I've watched it again. It's finally out. I probably end up watching it tonight. Yeah, you definitely want to. Um, Joker is it's everything I wanted it to be, and it showed that Joaquin Phoenix is one of the most underappreciated actors of his generation. Um, you know, everyone that has watched movies knows how good Joaquin Phoenix is, but Joker showed that he can take this iconic role that has had two iconic performances surrounding it between Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. No one thought Jack Nicholson's performance could be topped out until Heath Ledger came along, and no one thought Heath Ledger's performance could be topped until Jared Leto thought he could. And then um, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix comes along and creates a completely unique spin on what the Joker is and how you know the Joker. Um, the, the movie isn't overly violent, but when the violence comes, it's jarring. It, it's an incredible film, and it's my number two movie of the year. And my number one movie of the year is none other than the Korean sensation Parasite. Okay. I have not seen a better movie this year, and I can argue I have not seen a better film this fucking decade. Wow. Very few movies have fucked with my head more than Parasite has. In fact, there has a good chance of becoming the very first foreign film to win Best Picture at the Oscars no shit. and Best Director. Um, I when I first saw that now movie hasn't ca- I've had movies that where I was like this I was hooked but nothing had me as captivated that I can think of other than Parasite because it was a story that didn't need CGI it didn't need special effects it didn't need these crazy only in movie twists and turns that tell the tale you just needed subtitles it, you needed subtitles but here's the thing I normally won't watch movies with subtitles I forgot about them five minutes in right I, I was I was so glued into what's happening because it was such a, a relatable kind of story okay. because they take very basic characters that are down on their luck and they try to they start making you root for them 
And then it kind of spins around. And the last 30 minutes of this movie, maybe even 45 minutes, you will be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And what the fuck? What the fuck? And the what the fuck keeps getting turned up all the way to 11. Um, Parasite was nothing short of a masterpiece. It, it, it may very well be my favorite movie of the 2010s. Okay. Um, I, I can't wait till you're able to see it. Um, and it's one that you have to obviously watch at home because of the subtitles. You can't watch it on your phone or iPad because you want to sit there and actually be able to tell what's happening. Right. But Parasite is as close to perfect of a movie as a movie could be if it's not entirely perfect as it is. Right. So my top 10 films of the year. Cool. Josh, what do you have for us? Okay, so uh, I'm going to do my top 10s of the year now. Sure. A lot of the stuff that you said is on my list, so I'm not going to cover sure. it in depth. Sure, sure, just, uh, just name them. So uh, I'm going to start at number 10 with It Chapter 2. Sure. Um, just I missed thought, it for me. I thought that uh, Bill Hader's performance in this movie was, was amazing. Incredible. He, he, it's a shame that uh, it's such a, a great year for movies and acting because his performance was award-worthy. He was great in it. He was the best one in the movie. Uh, number nine is going to be Spider-Man: Far From Home. I really like um, Spider-Man: Far From Home. I, that was a fun fucking movie. What a what a way to to come down from ten years of of interwoven movies and make a standalone film. That, Cutting off the biggest film of all time, yeah. Nonetheless, that, and uh, make it so much fun, yeah. and enjoyable. You know, obviously there are the tie-ins, there are the references, but outside of the beginning of the movie where they talk about sure, Thanos the events, very briefly. Yeah, yeah. It kind of moves on from it. I mean, obviously, Tony yeah. Stark is 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 there. He's a looming presence throughout, which I think is important to the story. And uh, to say how good this movie is, uh, the landlord doesn't really like those movies, and she really, really liked that one. Mm -hmm. She was so entertained because Tom Holland is the perfect Peter Parker in Spider Man. Um, at number eight is uh, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Sure. Yep. Um, you know, same reasons. Uh, great movie. Great way to end. Yep. Really end uh, yep. Breaking Bad. Yep. Um, at number seven, I've got Avengers Endgame. Okay, fair. Um, no issues with that. Number six. Uh, now we we joke. It's not all cinema, the but number seven's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we joke all the time about how many times I watched Endgame this yeah. year. Uh, number six is probably the second movie, the second most watched movie of the year for me, okay. and that is Jordan Peele's Us. Us um, was a really hard one for me. I, to I I just like Ari Aster with Midsummer. It's amazing to me that Jordan Peele came through with such an amazing follow-up to yeah. his... Yeah, uh, I mean, to follow up a get movie out. like Get Out, mm -hmm. that was this... Uh, it broke through to the critics as well. It got nominated for Oscars, and to have a lead like Nipita Nwango, who was incredible in that... In dual roles. Yep. Incredible in that film. The whole movie was cast well, from her husband to the kids, doing the dual roles. Um, us, I absolutely loved another one that was real... Again, just showing how good of a year in movies this has been. Yep. Uh, number five, I just watched it today, Marriage Story. Um, same reasons you said. Was, uh, Adam Driver blew me away with his performance. The scene when they go, it's not a spoiler, Taylor, just so you know. That's but fine. there's a scene when they're, it's like the the climax of the film, I would say, when they're arguing. Mm -hmm. And Adam Driver's performance in that. And it's so uncomfortable because he's saying really, things you can't really come back from. You know what I mean? But he was great. Scarlett Johansson was great. Um, it, it played like, I don't like Woody Allen movies, but it played like a good Woody Allen movie. <laughs> like the music was kind of out of place for what the story was. The kid, Their son was really good in it. Yeah. It was just a fun overall movie and she wanted to just get fingered. <laughs> Sometimes it's all it takes. Yeah, it's all it takes. Uh. <laughs> I'm glad you liked that though. That was a great yeah, movie. Yeah, no, it was really good. Did you watch um, it with wife too? No, I, okay. I, I watched it by myself. Okay. Uh, you don't want to give her any ideas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Dolomite is my name. Same reasons. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, Fucking amazing. Great. Fucking uh, great. Mike Epps was great. Uh, Snoop Dogg's little cameo yeah, was awesome. Great. 
number three, The Irishman, unbelievable movie. Yep. Um, Scorsese did a great job. The whole cast did a great job. Yep. Uh, Al Pacino especially. Uh, number two, Midsummer. Yep. Um, I'm fine with number there, two. Man. There's not a lot of movies that I can say that have made me go, oh, shit, in the movie theater. <laughs> it's like that and, and Hereditary. <laughs> and that movie is the only one that did that for me this year with the fucking mallet scene. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I, I watched him do it. Uh, I watched Josh literally go, oh. Yeah, dude, I couldn't believe it. You know, it's funny. When I was in the uh, hospital and I watched Midsummer, and exactly that happened, I said, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the nurse comes right in and says, everything okay? <laughs> I, I know, I, for me more so, was in the beginning of the movie with her family, and Josh looks over at me, and I'm just like this. Like, oh, fuck. This yeah. is fucked up. No. All right. uh, and and uh, number one, Joker. Yeah, I'm fucked. Dude, it was my number two. It was my number one for a while. And again, I my top ten, I love all of them. Like, yeah. I can flip them any which way. It could depend on my mood. But those are movies I could throw on any time yeah. and be absolutely fucking thrilled with. There's been other years with top tens where I love the movie, but the one, two, and three were so far ahead of the rest of them. It was hard leaving out a movie like um, uh, Toy Story 4 I fucking loved. It was yeah. fucking great. It was hard leaving out um, the, the one I just watched, not not Marriage Story. Hold on, I have it on my fucking list here. Which one is um, it? There was a... Uh, oh, Dr. Sleep. Dr. Dr. Sleep. I fucking loved Dr. Sleep. And that could have easily been in my top ten. And to revisit, when I see it again, finally, it might be. I loved it. It just highlighting how good of a year in movies has been after an overall kind of weak decade, short of a few films here. So I think when we do our next episode recording, we'll do our tops of the decade. Mm. I think I know you started on that, Taylor. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd more or less just have a list of like movies. Yeah, I why love. don't we save that for the next yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's going to take me a little more time because yeah. I got to really rack my brains. You know what the number one movie of the decade is ranked on IMDb? Probably uh, something terrible. No, it's not terrible. I really like this movie. Oh, I actually God. love this movie. But IMDb. Yeah, IMDb, mm. the number one movie of the 2010s. Uh, no idea. Inception, which oh, I thought was kind of interesting. Great, I think it's because it's like an overall crowd pleaser. It can appeal to anyone, whether you like those kind of movies or not. And it also has me incredibly excited for Christopher Nolan's next film, Tenant, because I don't know what the fuck it's about. Yeah. But it's a it's a time traveling spy movie. Okay. It's, like, it's Christopher Nolan. I'm in any time. I, mean, I like Inception, but I think Interstellar is better. I agree. I like That's Interstellar. I, I like Interstellar more too. Um, I think Inception. I think Interstellar. It, space loses a lot of people. Some people just don't like space movies. It yeah, happens. It's fucking great. Um, and some people, when they get uh, Interstellar, we like it because it is more convoluted. There's more going on. But Inception confused the fuck out of people when it came out. Yeah. I remember. I don't remember who. It might have been you. Well, especially with saw the Inception ending. before me. You're like, don't go to the bathroom during it. Well, especially I was with someone. They got went to the bathroom. They're gone for three minutes. They're like. What the fuck's happening? Well, especially with the like how the movie ends, you know, it's it's left up to interpretation. It's a great ending because you're like, well, is he in the dream sequence or is he not? Yeah, that, well, that's why it was because people are still talking about it, which says I still, a lot. I which, still think he is. Yeah, I still I think he's still stuck there. Yeah, me too. I, I, I don't think he got out. I mean, the kids didn't age and all that time. They're yeah. the same fucking age. Come on, yeah, right? I know. Uh, how much time are we at, Josh? Uh, 55 minutes. All right, why don't we start Jesus. football, yep. and then we'll do our Christmas stuff. Football. Um, okay, so I'll wait for him to get the camera I'm, going. I'm so far behind. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, something really cool for um, New Jersey is actually, New Jersey made a, a, a smart decision. Did they? In the upcoming election, the 2020 election in November, okay. Okay. they're going to put the legalization of marijuana up to the voters. It's going to be on the ballot for us to vote about. Finally. It shouldn't be given. It was passed in, in Congress or in our state legislative yeah, right. that it'll be up to the voters to legalize marijuana. Mm. At long last, they realize, let the fucking people decide what should be legal. 
what they want to put in their fucking bodies. I mean, for something like that, which is, is proven medicinally to help people and even not that be that... It's proven to be safer than weed and cigarettes, or alcohol and cigarettes. It's, very, it's significantly yeah, it's like, come safer on. than alcohol. And, you know, the, the other thing that they shot down is... Um, this was a big deal. Uh, one of the other things they were voting on the same day as this weed vote was about um, the uh, religious exemptions for vaccines, people that don't want to have their kids vaccinated for religious reasons. Now, I am very much a pro-vaccine person, but I am not in favor of the government forcing anyone to put anything in their bodies. Correct. However, if you don't get your kid vaccinated, I think that you sh- that kid should not be allowed in public schools. Yeah. I think that you should probably get a higher tax bracket uh, on any type of insurance you're on. Uh, I mean, because, you're, because you're, you're more making, liable. You're, you're making it a higher risk, and you're at a higher risk. It, no, it becomes a liability at that I, point. I don't like the idea of the government forcing anyone to put anything in their bodies because that's how tyranny happens. Because then they can just put anything in your fucking body. It starts with one thing, and it becomes another. Yeah, facts. So I am not in favor of that. I need all these fucking Star Wars fucks to stop posting things. I have ad blockers on, thankfully. But go away, leave me alone. I don't want to know anything, and I don't want to know about the <laughs> Until com- tomorrow when we start spoiling the shit out of it for you. I just need Richie to do that. Um, okay, are we recording? We are. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, again, this episode 82 of You Watch, I Listen. Uh, heading into week 16 in the NFL season. Just two weeks of football left. Thursday night football's done. Um, it, it's been a very interesting season. Um, the big news today is Tom Coughlin was fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that's new. I didn't um, hear that. It just happened about 20 minutes before you got here. Tom Shit. Coughlin fired. Um, do you know why he was fired besides the team's performance or lack thereof? Uh, was it maybe an, an over like, like players filing too many grievances against <laughs> They said that the Jaguars fired more grievances as a team um, than any te- other, all the other teams combined so, against the Jaguars. It's actually funny. I, I listened to Pat McAfee talk about this today. He said that Dante Fowler was fined $700,000. Seven for missing 25 practices. And because because it, it was in the CBA. This, so this, so what, what they were fining him for was that when he was injured, he wanted to go to his own yes. um, his own trainer, his own specialist. But Obviously, it's all provided for you at the team facility. But with the collective bargaining agreement, he's allowed to go seek his own personal guys. Correct. In the offseason, you are not forced to do everything. Everything at this the this the facility, the correct team facility. Correct. So what he did, he went and did his own thing. And Tom Coughlin, being an old school guy, is like, yeah, no, you got to be here for this. You got to be at the practice. You got to be here, be at the facility, correct. yada yada yada. And he didn't do that. And they kept finding him and finding him and finding yeah. him. So now it's gotten to a point where. Listen, their top guys didn't want to be there. Jalen Ramsey gone. Dante Fowler gone. Say what you want. He, Blake Bortles was a first-round draft pick. He's gone. The, the truth of the matter is Tom Coughlin thought the CBA applied to everyone but him. Yes. And because it, it, he broke the CBA thing, it, it's a problem. And the Jaguars, I mean, did you see the one statement in that um, from the Players Association was, we suggest no free agents sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's, yeah, that's that's crazy to me. The I NFL mean, PA they're going to fire that. everyone. Marone's going to be gone. And it sounds like they want uh, the Jaguars want Scott Pioli and Josh McDaniels. So, um, well, I mean, Pioli as so, the GM and P- uh, McDaniels as the uh, head coach. So my question to you is, because that was all Tom Coughlin, sure. does, does that necessarily have to fall on the owner as well? Isn't isn't Shad Khan? Well, yeah, I mean, well? I think it absolutely has to be on the owner too. I think anytime there's dysfunction in the franchise, it start it starts at the top down. But Correct. the owner isn't culpable. The owner can't be held accountable. Because look at look at fucking Dan Snyder. Look at James Dolan. No, I know it's, that. I'm just saying. Look at the like, Johnsons with uh, the Jets. Like they're, it's always they're always dysfunctional because of the ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're heading into week 16 of the NFL season. Um, let's go over what happened last week. Um, I went 11 and five, bring my record to 141, 81 and one. Um, Josh, you went 10 and six, bringing you to 133, 73 and one. Ready? Taylor, you went five and 11. Yep. 
bringing you to 125, 97, it's over. and one. Well, here's the thing. Yes, you likely did, but. If you, at this point, if you think you lost already, you better just pick against every game he does. Of course. That's what you have to do. That's what I tried to do last week. So I, I actually came up with an idea for your um, likely tattoo. Okay. Um, now, this is not a specific thing by any okay. means. Okay. I think that Josh and I should come up with five ideas, maybe even more, maybe okay. ten. Ten. We put them in a hat, and you pick your tattoo. Do I know what the ideas are? No. It's not going to be. It won't be Michigan. It won't be anything against your division rivals. It won't be a dick. It won't be a dick. And again, I think uh, the only deal is it's going to be. It's not going to be somewhere visible like it's here. Be someplace I could hide it. Like, dude, like on your fucking. I'm, be, I'm saying it, I would put it on you're, my. Like, it's, yeah. I want it to be somewhere that if you're at the fucking beach, <laughs> people see it. And it's going to be something. Not. And again, it's not going to be like a huge piece. I said like between the two of you, it's like forty, fifty bucks each, okay, if that. That's like fine. my Benji's paw print was like a sixty dollar tattoo. Yeah, that's fine. So something like that. So would you rather us just give you one, or you want to pick your own destiny? I'll pick my own destiny. Okay, so that, again, you still have a chance to do this. You still have a fucking chance. We'll see. We we will see. I guess yeah. so. So why don't we get this started? Um, you'll go last again. Okay. Um, so the first game of the week: Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. The Rams coming off getting absolutely demolished by the Dallas Cowboys. I was shocked when I looked back and I saw I was the only one that picked the Cowboys. Dude, I lost a thousand dollars I picked them the win, but I didn't Sunday. think they were going to crush the Rams like that. Um, the Rams coming, they were they beat the Seahawks the previous week. And the 49ers coming in the upset loss uh, where I, I thought it was a trap game. I didn't think they'd lose, but I thought it was a trap game for the 49ers. Thanks to my friend Jeff that shouted that out. But the 49ers lost to your Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Um, and uh, it, it's put them again from the one seed in the NFC to the five seed in the NFC. And they're going to lose the division right now if the season ended. Yep. The Seahawks are in first place in the a- NFC West. So, Josh, Rams, 49ers. The 49ers are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the 49ers here. Um, yeah, the Rams came out flat against the Cowboys. Yeah. The 49ers are a better team as far as I can tell. Division games are always tough, of course. Um, so I don't think it's crazy that Taylor is going to be taking the Rams. Um, since I'm taking the 49ers as well. Um, <laughs> Do I no, even have to talk? <laughs> no, I, 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 I think, so. I mean, if you have an idea on a game that you would like to, like, you'll talk about your own team. If you yeah, want to inject facts. insight too, like, you're probably going to be picking the Broncos this week. Yes. Um, but overall, I think that uh, the 49ers should win this one. But I actually am a little afraid of this game because the, uh, the Rams, we saw what they did to the Seahawks. When they do go well, they can win against these te- the, the best teams in the league. But I think the 49ers are too good all around to lose two games in yeah, a row. The, I think the Rams just laid an egg. It's yeah, one of those things. But I, don't you gotta, think I don't think they're that bad. No, but yeah. you got you got to take them. Okay, mm-hmm. the next game, the, this is a great game. The Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Bills coming off the win over the Steelers. Patriots coming off a win that was a lot closer than the final score indicates against the Bengals. They were losing for a while in the first half, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. Believe it or not, the Patriots are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Buffalo oh, that's, Bills. That's so dumb. Josh. I'm going to take the Bills. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to take the Patriots. I thought about taking the Bills, um, but I think that Josh Allen, um, I was doing a, a little tape watching of Josh Allen this year, and I was looking at a few more of his stats. He's thrown more interceptable passes than any quarterback in the league, which, listen to this one, you know who number two is? Tom Brady. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, and number three is Jameis Winston. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually thrown the most interceptions. Uh, but... 
uh, the, we've seen what the Patriots defense could do with a quarterback that gets streaky and gets a little wild, and I think that's what happens with Josh Allen. And it's in New England. If this was in Buffalo right now, I'd take the Bills. But in New England, I'm going to take them. You have to take the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots. What do you actually think is going to happen? Well, no, I, I think I think the Bills go on the road two weeks in a row, and I think they win. Okay. But I'm going to take the Patriots. I mean, like— you Bills still have a shot at the division. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you said it perfectly. I mean, Stephon Gilmore proved again after having a down week why he's, player he's, of the year. he's the best corner in the game. Yeah. Um, and like well, he had one pick, and then he had that crazy pick six. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's just one of those. Like you said, Josh Allen just overthrows, and he misses a yep. lot of things. So I think the Patriots will capitalize. But right. on top of all that, me personally, not because of the picks, I think the Bills are going to go on the road two weeks That's in a row fair. and win. Um, okay, next game is the Houston Texans coming off a win over the Titans. It was a really good game. Pissing me off at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The suddenly surging Tampa Bay Buccaneers, although they just put Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the IR. Um, the Bucks have won, I think, four in a row. Yeah. Jameis Winston uh, threw four touchdowns. He's 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 almost there. My my plateaus I want for him. Five thousand passing yards. Uh, 30, 30, touchdowns. 30 touchdowns and 30, 30 interceptions. interceptions. I want it to happen so badly. And he's probably earning himself a contract, whether with the Bucks or someone else. Yeah. Because he's still putting up numbers, but a lot of interceptions, too. Those aren't numbers, I guess. Um, yes. I'm going to take the Houston Texans in this one. But this is a really close game. Uh, the Bucks are one-point favorites at home. I think the Texans bounced back from that egg they laid uh, the previous week against your Broncos, um, uh, showing that they could compete with teams like the Tennessee Titans, who had been rolling at that point. They can take advantage of quarterbacks' mistakes. Uh, that's one of the things they actually do pretty well. As we saw against Ryan Tannehill, he made a few mistakes. Jameis Winston is a walking mistake. Um, so I'm going to take the Houston. I'm going to take the. I'm going to take the Houston Texans in this one, Josh. Uh, Texans. All right, Taylor, you got to take the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks. Can I make the pick before you tell me I got to take <laughs> it? Take I know em. who I got to fucking take. I'm just saying I got to let me fucking talk. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck you. What do you actually think is going to happen? I, I do actually think the Bucks. Are okay, that's win. fair. Because I, I think the I think the Texans are fucking fugazi. Right. Yeah, dust. fair. Uh, next game is Detroit Lions at the Denver Broncos. The Lions coming off another loss. Uh, the Broncos coming off a loss to the Chiefs. Uh, Broncos are six and a half point favorites at home. Josh. Yeah, I think you kind of got to take the Broncos here. The the Lions are just. Yeah, and they just announced Trash. today they're bringing back Bob Quinn, the GM, and Matt Patricia, head coach, which I think is a mistake. I know Matt Stafford got hurt, and he was on pace for his best statistical season, but the same issues are showing their head with the Lions under Matt Patricia. The team doesn't play with fire on either side of the ball, and especially on defense, which is supposed to be his thing. Well, um, but- obviously, listen, I, I stick by my doppelganger. I'm very happy that he's back. Um, <laughs> I think that, the, like I said, the Lions at one point are a play here, a play there, away from yeah, a very serious— Yeah, they started serious, out really well. And to be honest, like— it, Or competitive, I'd say. I think if they keep that together and they just add a piece here, a piece there, I think Patricia's a very good coach. But I, I think he's going into next season, he'll be the coach with the hottest seat oh, coming easy. in. He has yeah, to no. go off to a good start because if they start out one and four, one and five, he's the first coach fired. Oh, easy. No, that, that's but without a doubt. You have to pick against your Broncos because I no, also took I'm, them. I'm, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Okay. So, listen, the Broncos should win this one. If they don't win this one, fire Vic Fangio. So I'm taking Denver even after. Listen, you go Drew Locke, a rookie quarterback, making only his third start. On the road in Kansas City in a snow game. Listen, you're playing arguably the greatest, quarter, the second greatest quarterback in the league right now in Patrick Mahomes. And honestly, it's a really, really surging Kansas City team. Yeah. I like what Denver played. They played with swagger. They were never out of it. And Drew Locke never held his head down the entire time. No, he played a tough game in, uh, Cortland, in the elements. Which... Cort- Cortland Sutton played a tough game. But you also did see the big holes that Denver needs to address yes. in the offseason. The linebacker yeah. position, which is absolute trash. The offensive line. You have great young playmakers. You've got to give them the ball. You yeah. can see what Cortland Sutton is able to do. 
to do. And sure. also, you have a bona fide all pro safety in Justin Simmons. I agree with he that. He made an incredible interception so we're all on the sideline. We're all taking the Broncos. Um, the next game is the Oakland Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Chargers are six and a half point favorites at home, coming off an embarrassing loss to the Minnesota Vikings, where the team that is not a huge national team and the Vikings took over the building. The Raiders coming off an even more embarrassing loss in their last game ever oh in Oakland. God. Couldn't happen to a better team, a I better fan base, a better city. Um, you know, I mean, they got screwed on that slide by Derek Carr. That was a horseshit call. Oh yeah. But again, you got shut out in the second half offensively, so you were in a position to get screwed by a bad call. Um, despite that, um, the Chargers being six-and-a-half-point favorites is crazy to me because I think the Raiders fans will sh- take over the building as well. I think the Raiders have to win one of these fucking games. They started they out will. competitive. They were A few weeks ago, they were talking about toppling the fucking Chiefs in the division. Yep. They were one game back. Now they're fucking six-and-eight. Fuck you. It's, it's, I'm going to take the Raiders as the underdog. Um, I think the fans are going to be loud there, uh, unless they're really that pissed off that no one's going to be at the game because the two Chargers fans aren't going to be loud enough. Yeah, facts. Um, Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders as well. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers. Um, I really believe that, you know, this is the end of Philip Rivers' career. And I would really. Really? Yes. I really. Because th- he's, he's showing signs. Like, usually well, the Chargers. I think that he's done as a top quarterback. I think he's going to play next year. Though. I, I, I don't know where. I th- well, I think Carolina. That's just what I think. It's because not a bad he, pick. He, he's going to go home. I mean, listen, Philip Rivers, he's a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. He's and definitely and, and, a and of I've famer. hated that guy because he's been in my division I think for 16 years. I've grown to admire years. him, though. Like, I, listen. You can't can't like not admire I, his play. I can't love the fact that he's just a fiery dude. First of all, he doesn't curse and he talks better trash than 90% of the yeah, people out great. there. And not, he throws the ball like, like, he's, Luck. like he's throwing a fucking shot put. And, and like and he's, he's generally he's, very accurate. He's hilarious. I just have a lot of sour grapes because when he, ta- he talks shit about Peyton Manning coming to the division. Sure. He talks shit to Jay Cutler at the time. He's a competitor. Well, Jay Cutler was a cunt. Well, I mean, at the time he was my guy. You know what I'm saying? But listen, sure. it's one of those things where I really respect the guy and I love their guy, Austin Eckler. I think oh, there's, a, there's a lot a lot of good stuff. He's great. Nick Bosa, and, great. Dude, listen, I'm telling you, watch out for uh, San Diego. Watch out for the Chargers. Go get fucking, go get a quarterback. Go get Herbert or something from Oregon, and they compete in a year or two. Real talk. Uh, unfortunately, I the things I'm hearing is that Herbert's going to slip quite a bit because he Why is his, because his numbers against top teams are horrendous and in big games, and they're worried about his arm strength. And uh, he's it, the problem is the numbers show that when he plays the top teams. It's like a dramatic, and I like Herbert. I think, but he needs a ton of work. I would not start that kid from day one right now. No, obviously not. I'm um, saying like that's someone I would want to bring in. The scary thing is that when he's played the top teams, his numbers are like go from being and in in fourth quarter comeback yeah. games, he's terrible. But I I've always liked him, and now all of a sudden he went from a couple years ago being the first overall pick to maybe. The end of the first round. Well, the, like two is going to go before him. He and, and he has a hip injury. Yeah, it's bad. That says a lot. Um, but like I said, it's just one of those things. I do yep. think the Chargers are definitely going to okay. win this game. Next game is the Jacksonville Jaguars at Josh's Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons six and a half point favorites coming off the win over the 49ers. The Jaguars beating the Oakland Raiders in the last game ever in that dump of a city. Uh, Josh, your team, your call. Uh, yeah, Jaguars stink and uh, really bad. I think that. Uh, uh, Julio is going to push himself uh, into the uh, number two uh, spot uh, as far as receivers yeah, go. Yeah, he ain't catching Michael Thomas this year. Yeah, no, no. but uh, he'll he'll catch uh, he'll catch Godwin and he'll catch uh, the he, other fucking it'd guy. It'd be weird if he didn't catch Godwin. The other fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm also taking the Falcons. Um, 
It, it, the Falcons are a weird team. Like the talent, uh, I know. They should have been like in more games. When I bet on them, they lose. When I yeah. bet against them, they win. <laughs> Fuck you. You just got to listen to Growhouse bets. Uh, I didn't listen last week. It, you, this past week, you didn't. No, I, and I lost a thousand dollars. Then why didn't you just listen to him? You won the previous week when you listened. To be no, listen. To be honest, he didn't. See, he didn't send his picks. Okay. And fair. then and then Quaz asked him so to he's send an his asswipe. So Quaz asked him to send his picks. Justin sends his picks, and Quaz texts back immediately. That's stupid. Why would you do that? And Justin goes, "Never again." <laughs> so he's officially cut us all so off. So I'm taking the Falcons as well. So Taylor, you got to take. Just got just write it. I don't <laughs> just, want to say just it. Take the Jaguars. I don't want to fucking say. Right. Fucking throw up. Uh, the next game is the New Orleans Saints at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Saints coming off the win on Monday night against the Colts. Dominant. Um, the t- and Drew Brees setting the career touchdown passes record and co- the single game completion record: twenty nine for thirty four touchdowns. I, I, he said that one. That one was a swing pass to the running back. Yeah. Is it is going to haunt them in his sleep? <laughs> yeah, he could have gone thirty for thirty. Holy shit! Um, so the Titans coming off the loss to the Texans. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints here. Uh, they, they scare me a little bit because they, we have kind of see them do this coming off an emotional win. But I just think they're a much better team than the Titans. And the Titans, I think, are decent. I think they're a solid team. But the Titans are on pace to have a very fun record this year. Mm-hmm. They're gonna become the, they could potentially become the first team since 1987 to miss more field goals than they make. If they had Rob They're eight for eighteen. Yeah, if they had Rob Baronis, <laughs> if Rob Baronis was alive, yeah, exactly. So I'm saying, uh, but I think the Saints win this one. I think that uh, you're going to see another big game from Drew Brees. I want to see Michael Thomas get the single season reception. I record. do too, man. I love that, the that's kid. a big one. Yeah, he plays the game the right way. It reminds me uh, the same guy, uh, guy the Saints had for years that was unheralded forever, and he shouldn't have been. Was Marcus Colston. Colston? He was great. Uh, Josh. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, just give me the fucking Titans. Yeah. I, that's not a crazy pick. They're only one-point favorites on the I, road. I, I really, really, really like the Titans. I like what Mike Rabel's doing with that team. And I like that, like, they basically have, uh, like, trash from New England secondary. Malcolm yep. Malcolm Smith and fucking Pretty Logan much. Ryan, man. Yep. Come on. All right, next game, a dumpster bowl game. The New York Giants at the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Giants coming off the win over the Titans, or the, over the Dolphins, in Eli Manning's likely last game. Redskins losing in the last seconds to the Philadelphia Eagles. Three picks, dude. Uh, who? Eli? <laughs> Eli. It was a typical fucking Eli game. He fucking throws two touchdowns. He throws three terrible picks and wins. Well, one, it was like fitting. I kind of like loved it. I was like, it's kind of fitting. One, one definitely wasn't his fault. As as Bob and I say, the one interception was unearned. The other two were earned. The one at that where he like was trying to throw a screen. He just yeah. threw it right to the linebacker. I'm like, there it is. I'm like, there it is. There's the Eli we all um, know and love. But yeah, the Redskins, uh, sh- they, they had the Eagles on the ropes. Um, I'm going to take the Redskins in this one. Daniel Jones back means there's going to be a Daniel Jones turnover. I know he lit him up in the first game, but now it's in Washington where there, there's going to be no one. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to take the Redskins. Josh? Yeah, I'm going to take the Redskins too. I'm going to take the Giants because right. the Redskins stink. They sure do. But the Giants stink less. Slightly. Slightly. They might, st- might stink less with the Eli, but maybe the same with Daniel Jones. Oh, I mean, you know. <laughs> right now, at least. Who knows? Uh, next game, the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off the loss to the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets, who got romped by the Ravens on Thursday Night Football. It's crazy. Steelers three-point fa- uh, favorites on the road. Um, Duck Hodges did not play well. Uh <laughs> The, the Steelers, you got to think about That's you this. being nice about if it. If the Steelers had Big Ben, how good would they be? Because this is the best defense they've had in Pittsburgh in, in a, a long, long. Yeah. Since they won their last Super Bowl, 2009. James James Harrison. Yeah, when he, and, ran yeah. The, when he ran the pick six back at 99 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine if they had a decent quarterback, how good they'd be. But despite that, uh, Sam Darnold is not a decent quarterback yet. 
Uh, the Steelers' defense is good enough to uh, get that bum to throw some mistakes like he tends to do. And the Steelers yep. will win by a score of 13-6. to six. You just need you just need the uh, Burgess Meredith uh, <laughs> fucking soundbite. Every time you talk about it, say, you're a bum. Yeah, you're a bum. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers, too. All right. Uh, I'm going to take – I legitimately am going to take the New York Jets. Um, I honestly don't think it's a crazy pick because I, I don't trust the Steelers' offense at all. And I also think the Jets' defense is good enough to force a turnover and Sam's good enough to maybe make a play or two here or there to, to turn the tie just because Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph's combined suck. Yeah. To all like, the if ass. you combine the two of them, you'd still have a really bad quarterback. Yeah. You would have maybe a below-below <laughs> average. What? What? I, I hate to say it. They should They should have got out and got, and got Kaepernick. They should have the Steelers. Yeah, they'd they be no, better. No, for listen. It. If the Steelers were smart at the deadline, you should have went and got fucking Philip Rivers or, or something Eli. like that. Or Eli. I mean, but a the veteran was co- that those guys dude, cost a lot more money. No, I know, but a veteran quarterback would come in and stabilize it. But it would be weird because then they would still be under contract, not Philip Rivers, because this is contract yeah. year. And then you still have Big the Ben Steelers, when he comes back. I think. If By the Steel- way, how much weight did Big Ben put on? And what that fucking beard, <laughs> bro? It looks like Brett Kiesel ate him. <laughs> he looks awful. It looks like it's ate, great. Yeah, he ate Brett Kiesel. That's what the only thing. Only way he could get laid now is by you know. Pulling, pulling an old Patrick Kane. You know, look at my Super Bowl rings, hog. Uh, <laughs> all right, next game is the potential battle for the first, first overall pick, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Miami Dolphins. The first time all season the Miami Dolphins are favorites in a game. <laughs> Three-point favorites. You know, I'm listen, just between you and me, I, whatever he picks, I'm taking the opposite, but I'm pulling I'm pulling for the Cincinnati Bengals because I want, oh, I, I want you guys, I want you to have Joe Burrow. I want you to have Burrow uh, well, so here's the fucking thing. bad. It, it would still be really hard. No, I know because that. the the Bengals have only one game. The Dolphins have won three. Um, so we we would need to lose the next week, week seventeen. We need the Bengals to win week seventeen. Um, it's easy for us. We play the Patriots week seventeen. Yeah, good. Uh, Phone it in. <laughs> yeah, right. it's easy. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, I got to take my guys here. I, I don't like picking against them generally in a game like the Bengals. I think they can win it. Although they have been playing better. Um, it, it at home. I'm gonna take the Dolphins. Um, and it, the draft is really fucked up now that Chase Young is likely staying at Ohio State. Yeah, man. Because I think the Bengals would have taken J- Chase Young over Burrow Thou- if he was th- there. Thousand percent. Because they still He's believe a generational player. They, they they still believe Andy Dalton is still their guy. They could still win yeah, with sure, him. Yeah, sure, sure. And the offense looks like it's good enough where it could get yeah. there possibly. But dude, that young kid. He, he, I haven't seen a DN coming out of college looking that good since Shadavion Clowney. Yeah. I just hope, hope to God, he doesn't have that microfracture surgery like. All these guys yeah. usually end up having Josh, out of the draft. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins. And Taylor, Bengals. I told you I want the Bengals. All right. Next game, Carolina Panthers at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, Panthers are reeling, obviously, lost to the Seahawks. Uh, Colts got trounced, uh, also reeling. Come, Start, uh, starting a rookie quarterback this week, Carolina. Yeah, uh, Will Greer, who was mm. a second- or third-round pick this past. I actually mm. liked him a lot at a college. So something to watch there, but I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, despite their struggles as a late, I think they're the much better team. They're the more talented team, and at home, I'll take the Colts. Josh? Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts, too. Um, if yeah, there's sound any, more enthusiastic about it. Damn. If there's any one thing that I can hope for out of this nightmare season is that the Falcons at least finish better than the Panthers. So they get a better draft pick than you? Fuck you. <laughs> well, listen, Again, if it doesn't make, matter where you draft, draft right. No, listen, if it makes you feel any better, the Carolina Panthers are far, far and away just a worse roster than, uh, what the, agree than with Atlanta that. is. You know it's what I mean? the only difference is you guys are in cap hell and they're not. Yes, yeah. facts. Yeah. Um, you got bad, all right. bad contracts. So I have you, Carolina. Yeah, you're taking Carolina. Yeah, uh, I, next don't, game, I don't like it. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Ravens are seven-point favorites on the road, uh, despite the Browns beating them on the road earlier this season. 
Um, I'm taking the Ravens. Um, there's some, the Cleveland is a fucking hot mess, a really fucking hot mess. Um, and Baltimore is fucking surging. So, Ravens. Yeah, I mean... Well, this, this is one where I'm going to take the same team. Um, just <laughs> just can't do I, it. Dude, it's like, I can't... Watch the I can't, Browns win. Dude, I can't... He loses by one game dude, this year. Dude, I cannot fathom. <laughs> I cannot fathom a world, or at least right now, where the Baltimore Ravens lose to the Cleveland Browns. I can't. It is terrible. I called these Browns perfectly, man. You did. I, I yeah, called them in a I, Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. say the same about think, my Falcons. I didn't but. think they'd be this dysfunctional. Yeah. I could totally see what you were saying, even though I picked them. It made sense. Dude, but I didn't think they'd be this dysfunctional. I say that even Jarvis Landry was yelling at Freddie Kitchens on the sideline. And he was yelling week. at the fucking Cardinals, come get me. And, uh, Odell, the Cardinals! And Odell's gone I, already. Yeah, so, Odell's he came gone. out today and said he actually... Uh, she made a funny comment. He goes, I didn't buy a house in Cleveland just to move, making fun of Dave Gettleman. We didn't sign Odell to just to trade him. Well, which, well, I mean, or didn't buy a house in Cleveland just to sell it. I, what he said. I, I think that just that's just Odell's personality. I think once he finally gets to a spot where like he's fine, you know, it's he's like not one a of those thug, things. criminal. No, he's, he's just not an idiot. He's yeah. just dumb. I, I don't think he's so much of an idiot. I think he's just he he's 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 not Antonio Brown he's level. He's too self-absorbed. Where like you have this uncanny belief in yourself, where like you bet on yourself, which is very very admirable, but at the same time it's very detrimental for, sure. to the franchise sure. and the team that you're on yeah you know what i'm saying like all right browns on paper should be the best team in the fucking nfl it, but they're the, not in the, they should be at least in a wild card position um and they also ensured with their losses past week that they'll dude. be the only team this decade that does not have a winning record in any season dude, i thought the stars were aligning 100 year of the nfl the cleveland browns stunk for so goddamn and they're not long. gonna fire freddie kitchen and they're not the sound gonna, of it. that's so <laughs> stupid all right, next game, uh, this is a battle for the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. It's actually it, a good game, man. It's a, it's a good game. When I printed this, the Cowboys were one-point favorites, but now there are major, major concerns about the health of Dak, Dak Prescott, Prescott, who has a rotator cuff contusion or an AC joint sprain. His throwing motion is fucked up, and even without the injury, I was taking the Philadelphia Eagles in this game in Philadelphia. Um, I think the Cowboys are not well-coached enough to get check themselves at the door coming off a dominant win over the Rams and they're going to come in flat. I think it will be a close game early on, but they're going to miss their opportunities. Their red zone opportunities will, go, instead of being touchdowns, they'll be field goals. Probably some missed field goals because they missed a ton this year. And I think the Eagles will end up winning the game late on a Carson Wentz touchdown pass just like this past week. So I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. I was taking the Cowboys until I found out about the injury today. When now, did you find out? Um, when you put it in the... Oh, sure, sure. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that kind of switched things up for me. I'm taking the Eagles, too. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a bigger and win. Zeke is pretty beat than, up, too, uh, apparently. Than, than you're feeling. Okay. Uh, I feel like they're going to win by a couple of scores. I mean, all the Cowboys have to do is win this game, and they win the division. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys because I believe in Cooper Rush. Who? Backup quarterback. <laughs> Shut up. Did you just look that up? Dallas? Yes, I did. <laughs> Cooper Rush sounds like a name and blitz the league. <laughs> no. Like, so it sounds I, like a running back. <laughs> I just I just typed in Dak Prescott injury. So this uh, this is what this guy said, right? So uh, Michael Gelkin, NFL. Dak Prescott is dealing with ACL in- joint injury. Ezekiel Elliott said. Backup quarterback Cooper Rush led first team offense in practice today. Rush suffered similar injuries as a college oh, senior. Oh, he ran first team practice? Dak may not play. Yes. So he goes, played the, uh, played the next game without issue, Rush said. So Rush had the sim- had a very similar injury in college is basically what he's saying, and he played through it no problem. But I don't believe that to be entirely true. I don't know. But like I said, Cooper Rush, do it, get it done, pal. Come on. Funny. Uh, the next game is the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. What the fuck happened to Kenyon Drake? Can someone explain that to me? What, how good four, he was this past fuck, Four fucking touchdowns? This is who he is. That's why when they traded him, I was like, I like him. But he'll have like three games where you're like, yo, this motherfucker's on fire. And then the next three games, he's like, 
He he doesn't follow where the blocking scheme goes. He tries to turn everything into a home run, which yeah. is on a great team it's a benefit. On a bad team it's detrimental. Like, you know, you're not Barry Sanders. Dude. Correct. Calm down. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks. Uh, they, the Cardinals aren't very good. So, Josh. Seahawks. Arizona. <laughs> I mean, it, dude. It's, listen, and I'm not. I'm, I I don't want to hate the. I don't want to hate the kid because it's only he's only a rookie. I just don't. I have I zero. Like I love Cliff Kingsbury. I think that's a that's a, a good offense with tweaks to it that could work sure. out. I just don't. I don't see it with Kyler Murray. I just don't well, see I don't, it. I'm sorry. I don't see it, but I like him, and I'm rooting for it. I think he could be not like a Braxton Miller, where like you switch to wide receiver. I feel like he would be not even like a Taysom Hill, but I feel like he's a, he's a good football player. Where like I mean, you put him somewhere, he could do something well. But at quarterback, I just don't trust so him. So there's three teams in the league right now that their quarterbacks lead their team in rushing. Do you know what the three teams are? Lamar Jackson. Okay. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Murray, and then I almost said Cam Newton. He hasn't yeah. played all year. Uh, who's the other one? I'm trying to think. Pat, not Pat Mahomes. Um, give me the third one. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yo, I love Fitzy, dude. I, I love watching him. He he, got, yo, he's like watching schoolyard football. Dude, he got his ass fucking kicked, and he got hit so hard by Leonard Williams, yeah. and then he fumbled that ball. No, it wasn't. That was Ogletree that hit him. That was no, the Ogletree hit. Leonard Williams caused a fumble, and then Ogletree hit him and yeah, knocked yeah, it out. That yeah, yeah. That was, that was uh, but wonderful. I'm, dude, but he pops back up, man. Fitzy's the uh, best. I, I do love watching him play. Um, so next game is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Chicago Bears. Chiefs coming off the win over the Broncos. Bears coming off the loss to the Packers. Crazy stat about the Chiefs and their defense. So we all look at the Patriots secondary and how good it is. No team has given up less receptions to wide receivers than the Chiefs. Dude, they've, they've really turned it their on. Their defense, and they just got Terrell Suggs, who is yep. a great depth pickup for them. Is he going to report? He, he said he's playing. He said, okay. I, I couldn't pass up the chance to play with Pat Mahomes. I was going to say because the— Very the, smart move on his part. Because the report earlier in the week was like, unless it's he the Baltimore Ravens, which yeah. I don't fault him. He's a Hall of Famer. He's at and the he, end of his career. He, he spent his whole career there. Yeah, why would you, why you want to go back home? right. And uh, Steve Spagnuolo deserves a ton of credit for turning the Chiefs' defense around in every single way. Yeah. They're playing; they just change certain little things. Uh, Chris Jones has been sensational. The interior pass rush, dude. The, uh, the, the one thing I noticed is this: what the, their linebacker Sorensen, who was oh, yeah, yeah. god awful the first six weeks of the season, and he's turned on. He's one of the best cover backers in the league. Cleaned it up. It's so crazy what good coaching can do to an and average player. I think the Chiefs are the only team that'll be able to give the Ravens a run for their money in the playoffs. I agree. The Chief, uh, the Ravens are scoring league high thirty three points a game. I and yeah. Uh, the pa- uh, the Packer- Packers, the Chiefs are right behind them. Dude, I, I listen, if that comes to that, I want to see Marcus Peters versus Tyreek Hill. Hell I yeah. want to see that so bad. All right, but I'm taking the Chiefs over the Bears. No, I'm also taking the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Bears because right. I have no other fucking choice. All right, and the Monday night game. Miss the, False the, Risky. The Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Pity kisser. Um, four and a half point favorites the Vikings are. This is Kirk Cousins' chance. Do it, dude. He is 0-8 in his career on Monday Night Football. Come on, man. You got to do it. He is 8-31 and 31 against teams with winning <laughs> records. And he is 1-11 in primetime games. This has to be the game he wins. But it will not be. Because he can't beat the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. But it is not this day. Hashtag, er- this day. hashtag Aragorn. I don't think the Pack. I think Packers, uh, besides the Cowboys, are the worst division leading team. I think they're slightly overrated. Um, yes. They don't really have incredibly impressive wins. But I don't think the Vikings have been, had a, a real win where you're like, oh, they fucking beat them that bad. Um, and I, I see Kirk Cousins crumbling in the spotlight. I'm gonna take the Vikings. You Fuck take the you, you piece of shit! <laughs> you fucking dickhead! Hey, hey! Shouldn't you want to take the person that's in the lead? Follow my lead? No, 
I don't follow Justin's lead. I don't follow your lead. Yeah, I, you follow losers. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I do it. I always win. So you got to take the Packers. I always win in the end. No, do you? It'll take me 30 Wait years. Wait till you get your tattoo. You It'll, may not be winning anymore. If it's something fucking stupid, Dan. <laughs> the landlord had a really good idea. <laughs> He's like, fuck, she's involved in this? I'm more scared of her than I am Justin. <laughs> I genuinely am more free because she's actually funny. She's she's cerebral. Ugh. She's I, the worst. Yeah, she's a bully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like I'm gonna end up with a fucking like a Blair Witch tattoo. No, or some no that shit. Would, that's not that's too nice. What do you mean that's too nice? The Blair Witch tattoo is fucking stupid. It's too nice. Okay, fine. Um, okay, so these were our picks for the week. Um, Taylor, you got a lot of ground to make up, but it is not out of reach. You're not ten behind. You're only eight behind. Say some crazy shit happens this week. Next week will be a really lucky one because teams might rest starters. They may rest Lamar Jackson. So that's a week when you get really creative. If you make up fucking five games this week, six games this week, you have a real shot. <laughs> uh, the other thing we're going to do, and this goes for everyone, um, we're going to do whoever has the worst record is going to give a concession speech. Where? Here, just like on the show. You're going to give like okay. a speech, like however long, and the winner... Gets to give a victory speech. Okay. So I think that's actually fun. Like, that's uh, that's interesting. That's fine. All right. So this is episode 82. You watch, I listen. Our week 16 picks are done. Um, and uh, guys, have a great holiday. I don't fucking care. Have a great whatever. Um, have a shitty new yourselves. year, too. Fuck off. Take a dump on your grandmother. <laughs> Shit in your Christmas stocking. <laughs> Piss in my ass. Fart my cum. Fart on my exposed brain. <laughs> yeah. Make me a cum fart cocktail. <laughs> Euthanize your loved ones. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, Goodbye. All right.